What's going on, guys? So I wanted to make another podcast here and just go over my top five handcuffs. This was actually a request from someone on Instagram. Forgive me, I can't remember who, but I remember the request, and that's the important thing. So we are going to get started with the uh, – so my number one fantasy handcuff from the running back position is going to be Kareem Hunt, and here's the big reason why. So his his ADP right now is sixth or seventh round, depending on – size your league or whatever, and just kind of what your league is about. But Kareem Hunt has certain, he's certain to have standalone value because you don't want to take someone who is just a handcuff that early. You know, sixth, seventh round is just way too early, especially in a draft, um, especially in a draft this year where you can get guys like J.K. Dobbins and Brandon Cooks in the eighth or ninth round. You know, you don't want to be spending a sixth or seventh round pick on a handcuff no matter what. You know, now if you take... Um, well, I'll get into that later, but <clears throat> especially if you own, okay, so number one, Kareem Hunt has standalone value, but let's say you own Nick Chubb, right? You take Nick Chubb in your first round pick or whatever, or you're l- lucky enough to get him in the early second. Um, you're going to want Kareem Hunt, and I know it'll be frustrating having, like, let's say Chubb plays all 16 games and he's playing really well. You're kind of going to be caught in a rock and a hard place because you don't, you don't, you won't feel like you want to start. Hunt and Chubb, but let me just tell you, man, if anything happens to Chubb, even if he misses three or four games, Kareem Hunt is going to go bonkers. Like, I'm not going to say he's a better player than Chubb, but he's a better fantasy player if he's the only guy in the backfield because he can catch better. He's a much better receiver uh, out of the backfield than Nick Chubb is. And I'm not saying Nick Chubb isn't a good receiver out of the backfield, but Kareem Hunt averaged 14 and a half yards per catch on the season uh, in 2018 before he got cut on from the Chiefs. And that was through 11 games. That wasn't through, like, that wasn't a small sample size. That was a legitimate sample size, like damn near three quarters of the season. Um, and yeah, I know it was in the Chiefs offense with Andy Reid and all that stuff. I get it. But just to, uh, let me just perspective, put some context on this. Christian McCaffrey has never averaged nine yards per catch for a season in his career. Now, I know he does more volume out of the backfield. I get it. But the point I'm making is for a running back to average oh, 14 and a half yards per catch is good for a receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's insane for him through 11 games. And he had a good amount of catches to be able to put up that kind of an average. That shows you that he has some receiving skills. Like, he's a top three receiving back in this game, uh, in, in my opinion. So, Kareem Hunt has standalone value, so that's that will justify it. Like, he'll be a flex for you for sure. I'm certain of it. He'll be a flex value for you. Every week you can play him at the flex. So that means you're essentially free rolling that if anything happens to Chubb, you have a bona fide RB1, probably a top three or four back, honestly. So when you really think about his value, like you're not going to get excited about drafting him in the sixth round because it's like, oh, there's Chubb there and he's a handcuff and he maybe he's a flex play. But when you really think about it, it is one play away from you having maybe the top running back in fantasy football with your sixth round pick or seventh round pick. So, um, you know, I know that's that's uh, I'm not trying to wish any injury on Chubb. I pray to God he stays healthy all 16 games. But we have to look at this from an unemotional standpoint. And as fantasy owners, like if you draft Chubb, you want Hunt. If you don't draft Chubb, you still want Hunt because then, like, 
anything could happen. I mean, it could be week week 10 or 11 and you could trade him, you know, whatever. Just like you're, you're going to want him and you and he's going to be worth a lot more to the Chubb owner. So you could potentially trade him to the owner of, of, of Nick Chubb. And uh, yeah, so Cream Hunt is my number one fantasy handcuff. I'm sure most people would agree with that. Number two on my list is Alexander Madison from the Minnesota Vikings. So Dalvin Cook, we know, has been elite, or he was last year at least, and he's shown signs of being an elite player. But um, he's also had some injury history. So from that standpoint, we know that Alexander, I mean, um, that Dalvin Cook could, it wouldn't be crazy for Dalvin Cook to miss some games. I personally think Madison's value would be even higher if Madison didn't get hurt when Dalvin Cook did miss some games last year. There was a, a game or two where they were both hurt. You know, Cook was out and Madison was out. I think that if we would have been able to see what, it, what that offense looked like without Dalvin Cook and with Madison for multiple games, I think Madison's value this year would be even higher. So in that way, I think he's kind of being taken as a, a little bit of a more of a value than he maybe should. But this guy we saw as a rookie, third round pick, I believe, um, we saw 100 carries last year out of him. And that's awesome because Cook was pretty much healthy the whole time. And we saw him average over 4.6 yards a carry. And he didn't do a ton of damage in terms of volume as a receiver, but he did catch the ball. So um, overall, if, if Dalvin Cook misses any extended amount of time, this guy has he could potentially be an rb1 i could easily see him being a top 12 back and i mean it's just it's almost like do you really think dalvin won't miss like two or three games you know because even that boosts his value so if you can get him in the double digit rounds i think he's definitely worth it if you take dalvin at four overall over someone like michael thomas you're gonna want to you're gonna want to make sure you get madison like that inflating his value then isn't really inflating his value to me it's just like make damn sure you get that guy because in all for all practical purposes that ensures that you have your rb1 throughout the entire season um so you're going to want to spend at least a round maybe two rounds higher than his adp if you are a dalvin cook owner on madison so i think yeah bona fide rb1 if anything happens to cook um i don't think he necessarily has standalone value um maybe matchup based flex guy, but I think that we did see enough work out of him as a rookie to ensure that he can definitely be a high end RB two um, to potentially even RB one. If anything happens to Dalvin cook. So Madison, number two on that list. Number three is going to be the saints running back Latavius Murray. So two Alvin Kamara missed two games in 2019 um, in those games, Latavius Murray got the starts, and he went for 48 carries, 221 yards, and three touchdowns. He also chipped in 14 catches, yes, in just two games, 14 catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. So this guy had four touchdowns and well over 100 yards a game, up more like 153 yards a game or something like that. It's like over 150 yards per game from scrimmage, this guy averaged in the two games that Alvin Kamara went out last year. Um, yeah, so let me just say this, Latavius Murray had over a hundred yards in each game rushing, uh, Alvin Kamara has like two 100 yard rushing games in his career, in his career. So it's a, it's obviously a very talented offense, especially with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. 
Um, the offensive line is still very good, maybe even better than they were last year with the addition of Cesar Ruiz. The scheme is awesome, and Sean Payton's awesome. So Latavius Murray is a bona fide RB1 or at least high end RB2 if anything happens to Kamara. And we saw last year, you know, Kamara's not a big guy, so it's not impossible for him to get nicked up, miss a few games, and in that in that event, uh, Latavius Murray is an RB, you know, like I said, high end RB2 to low end RB1 and uh he's a guy that may even have flex value on his own, so spend your ninth or 10th round pick on Murray and I, I don't think that you're going to regret that because um he's just such a like, even if you spend a ninth round pick, which is pretty high for a guy that's basically just a handcuff, it's if you can be patient, if you have a little bit of extra bench space on your team anyways, um, you just need to hold him and and just know that if anything happens to Kamara, even if he misses three or four games, that all of a sudden puts an, a high end RB2 to RB1 on your roster for those three or four games. That's valuable because, guys, four games is 25% of an NFL season, even more of a fantasy season. So, um, yeah, Latavius Murray, in my opinion, is definitely a guy you want on your roster. And, um, like, you know, if anything happens to Kamara, knock on wood, Latavius Murray will be going off in that offense. And, and like I said, he could be a standalone flex, at least, at least a matchup-based flex guy. So more value than Madison in the standalone department, less value than Hunt, in my opinion. So right in the middle there. Um, okay, uh, number four handcuff for me is going to be Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, man, this guy showed last year that he can play at this level as, as a full-time running back. Um, over the final so he barely he only played two snaps in week 16 or only played four snaps I'm sorry in week 16 but in weeks 15 and 17 so just two games this guy had 26 carries for 191 yards and a touchdown that's 7.3 yards per carry and he also had three catches so um, and that was with Zeke playing Um, we all know the Cowboys are going to be a run heavy team um, at least somewhat, maybe less this, maybe less so this year with Mike McCarthy, just because Mike's always been more of a 60-40 guy in that in that department. But I think Mike's going to understand that this this team is used to running, and they have the offensive line to dominate on the ground. Uh, whereas his Packers offensive lines have more so been geared towards pass blocking, so maybe that's why. Who knows? But um, yeah, this team is obviously built to. Uh, but they also have the personnel to pass. Like they can do really either one. But I think what you're going to see this year is this team, because they have three really, really good wide receivers and a really good offensive line. Uh, uh, defensively, teams are going to be playing them in a, a real, the teams are not going to be able to load the box, especially when they're in 11 personnel. So um, that could lead to a little bit more running from a coach that hasn't really been a super big run guy, but if anything happens to Zeke, and like I said, Zeke's only 25 years old, so we're not, you know, Zeke is not done or anything like that. But I could see Zeke has been running hard and had a gigantic workload for four consecutive seasons now. Um, or was it been five? I think it's been five, actually. So, yeah, four or five seasons, Zeke has had a very high workload, and it, it's not unreal, unrealistic to believe that he could miss a few games or so. And uh, I also think Tony Pollard is a guy that he's just such a weapon in the pass game. And we didn't really see that last year a ton, but he is such a weapon with his uh, 
his uh, just overall talent as a receiver that he may have standalone flex value. He may, it may be just like a guy, you know, matchup based flex value, keep him on there to play during bye weeks. You know, when somebody else has a bye week, you plug in Tony Pollard, but if anything happens to Zeke, I could see a total shift in the way the Cowboys offense plays naturally just because, okay, our big bell cow back's gone. We're going to pass more, but that also helps the value of Tony Pollard from a fantasy standpoint too, because he can catch so well out of the backfield. So I think Mike McCarthy would use him very similar to how he used Aaron Jones, uh, which is, you know, maybe he's not getting 20 carries a game if anything happens to Zeke, but he will be getting 20 touches per game because he'll catch four or five balls and, you know, run the ball 14, 15 times. So um, I think he's he reminds me of Aaron Jones a lot anyway. So, yeah, Tony Pollard to me is the fourth best fantasy running back handcuff that you could have. And, uh, like, you know, Knock on wood, anything happens to Zeke. This guy's a high-end RB2 to low-end RB1. And number five on this list is a guy from the city of Buffalo named Zach Moss. Now, if you guys were following me for the draft season, you saw that at for a very, very large stretch of draft season, I had Zach Moss as my RB1 in this class. I, I liked him a lot coming out. He went to a team in Buffalo that is completely committed to the run, that has a very solid offensive line, particularly from a run-blocking standpoint. And this kid, Zach Moss, is NFL-ready from a frame and body standpoint and a talent standpoint. He can catch the ball. Uh, he caught the ball quite a bit coming out of Utah. Um, I think that Zach Moss is a guy that when he was available in the third round, the Bills looked at their roster and they say, look, we're loaded what are we going to do if Singletary gets hurt? And I think they chose to, instead of signing for, instead of re-signing Frank Gore, let's get somebody that's, that's young and could put some competition in the running back room. Let's, let's draft Zach Moss with a third round pick. You know, I know the fan base initially wasn't all that excited about it because it's like, dude, we already have Singletary. Why are you doing that? But we have to understand as fans, um, when you get to the third round of a draft and you're a very, very good team from head to toe, like the Bills roster is very loaded all the way through, you're not going to want to, you know, you're not going to like take a position of need there unless that need is backed up by value. Like unless you're like, wow, this guy can really help us right away. You know, like let's say the Bills needed a linebacker or something. I don't know, whatever. And, you know, so you're going to take the best guy at that position. Well, he may not make the team. You know what I mean? That's really how that goes. So just to address that first off. But uh, Zach Moss is a guy that I think he will – he'll see sort of a light, slightly lesser role than Frank Gore had over the back half of last season when Singletary really took over as the guy. But I think that he will have some touchdowns, I think, because he's a bigger guy than Singletary. He's a bigger kid. Um, so he'll be more of a – he could be more of a short yardage back could be so that could provide him some standalone flex value but what i do know is that if anything happens to singletary if he misses a stretch of games like he did last year zach moss will come in ready to roll and he is a big dude that will not the bills offense will not miss a beat if anything happens to singletary and i am very high on singletary he was a guy i, ha I had as my i think he was my rb three or RB four last year coming out, but I was really high on him. Um, last year's running back class was really good. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that Zach Moss is a quality RB two in the event that Singletary misses any time. I think that he can catch the ball and run the ball and he's over 220 
225 pounds, somewhere in that range. So, uh, yeah, I think that he's the fifth best fantasy running back handcuff in uh, the 2020 season. So if I left anybody off of this list, guys, hit me up. Let me know. And if you disagree or agree, uh, my DMs are always open again. Um, Instagram at FairShakeFootball and Twitter at FairShakeFB. I really appreciate you guys listening. And if you could, if you could, if you have friends that are not maybe even in your fantasy league, if you if you like my advice, then share this episode with those friends of yours. That'd be really cool. If you think that I'm a complete idiot and you want to share this with people that are in your league to you know work to your advantage, that's cool too. <laughs> so um, anyways, guys, I appreciate you listening, and I'll be back on Monday with some more fantasy chat. Later.